Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Brian Martin, Brad Dana Bleep, and myself, Brian Maiman. I'm co-founder of Rolling Bones, and I haven't said that the last few. I should never assume people know who I am. Um, but uh, and because uh, uh, that might be a little arrogant. Um, and I honestly, um, but if you listen to this all the time, I think you're going to enjoy today's. This one I'm excited about, and I'll tell you how it came about. Here's what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to tell them what we're going to tell them, then I'm going to remind them what we're going to tell them, and then I'm going to tell them what I wanted to tell them, right, or something like that. But I got your point. So uh, um, Bleep's always giving us these focused taglines. Let's keep the audience engaged and give great value to them. All right. Is that, I'm, para- I'm, not even al- I'm almost not even paraphrasing. I'm just like almost, regurgitating. I'm, re- I'm regurgitating. So anyway, so here's what happened. I'm going on a sheep hunt here in a few weeks, right? And, uh, and so um, I, in, in preparation, I called the guide and the outfitter, and I'm pretty excited about this area because uh, um, I know this sounds crazy, but it's on private land. Um, and uh, um, semi-quanzai type private land. So big rams, big sheep, big hunt. And I'm excited about it. Okay, so I call him up, but I've never been in on the middle hunt. I've always been in on the first one in, a couple days early, try to get on a ram, Usually live on a ram. Usually try wham. to get in on the first hunt. Yep, and then, or the last hunt, because there's an opportunity for multiple species yeah. on the last hunt as you can kill other things. You know, you, you can be tags a... Tags in pocket. Tags in pocket. You can be an opportunist-type hunter, right. which I like, right? Yeah, that's fun. So this was a middle one, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Did I do make the right choice? And I book it, but it's all he had to open. And I'm going to one of your clients, Brian. Um, and so I call him up, and I said, hey, want to know what your thoughts are on the first hunt, second hunt, and third hunt? And I was trying not to just be a little bitch and say, um, hey, I want to know about me. Um, and uh, But that's really what it's I was It's all about saying. Brian. It was all about Brian at that moment. So anyway, so I called and asked him, and I thought, you know what, this would be a great podcast because we do get this question often. Uh, should I do the first dates? Should I do the second dates? And my answer to you, and this is going to be profound. Depends, depends. on the hunt. <laughs> depends on many factors. Yeah. And, and so I'm hunting, I'm hunting sheep, so we should talk about that one first, okay? Well, but then to, we well, should talk, talk about, about when the hunting seasons are. Okay, yeah, because maybe that's, that's right. Because Alaska hunting season is much smaller than an Asian hunting season. Because I get asked the same questions. When's the best time to hunt Marco Polo? When's the best time to hunt Ibex? You know, and, and you're talking three, four, six-month seasons in some of these countries. It's totally different when you're dealing with a 20 to 30-day season in a lot of North America. Right. But so I said this to the outfitter, and you're exactly right. And I said this to the outfitter, and he told me what he thought. And I went like, yes, 
I'm glad to hear that. And he goes, well, and there's many reasons for this. I just mentioned it to you in preparation for this before we started that. And you go, I can tell you immediately which hunt's going to be the best one for that one. And you said the second one. In day in and day out. And that one, because the first hunt starts August 10th. Yeah. So the nice thing is you can get in but before the residents do. But if some of these remote areas, like in this case, you're not hunting an area that has resident pressure. Nope. So you don't have to worry about the residents. So that's a factor. Now, if it was in a high-pressure area that had a few limited entry tags and the residents could go there and shoot the big antelope, for example, you want to be there the first hunt. So you have to look at all the factors, but if you look in, but in Alaska, you look at weather. So the first hunt's a little hot, can be buggy. Second hunt starts around the 18th or 20th of August, not likely to be buggy. Um, you got a little bit better hair on the animals. You got grizzly bear open, typically. Sometimes grizzlies open and stuff on August 1st, but they don't have very good hair. Um, August 10th, so-so. August 20th is a big difference. Not great, but it's better than nothing. Also, caribou are going to have, be closer. If you have an area that has caribou and doll sheep, which is not very many, you have a better chance of shooting a caribou that's fully, fully, uh, fully grown out and maybe going to start shedding his velvet pretty soon. And they probably will be shedding their velvet by the 25th of August, so you're going to have a decent-looking caribou. You don't really have a chance to hunt a moose in the Yukon or BC. You can start hunting moose because they start hunting them around the 20th or 25th of August. Some places they open August 15th, same with elk. So there's pros and cons, and when you want to go. The later you go, you start pushing weather. So you can have migrations out of the area. You can have migrations into the area um, because of the weather. You can have, Getting to camp, you can have a shorter, back to the base camp You can problems. have shorter days. The further you go north, the more extreme the weather change is and the more extreme the, the daylight is. The Colorado, the difference between a September 1 and October 1, there's not that much daylight difference. You go to the Arctic Circle, Brooks Range, August 1 versus September 1 versus October 1, it's like three different countries. I mean, one has so much daylight you can't sleep. September 1 is more normal. October 1 is like you're spending 8, 9, 10 hours a day in the tent because you can't even see anything. So that's what you have to look at. So for your hunt, I like the middle hunt. The outfitter, if he had any guide personnel problems, have probably been worked out. Um, one of the advices I give guys, if, if the outfitter will allow it where he doesn't have too remote of an area, you can sometimes ask, hey, do you mind if I come a few days early um, if I, you want a longer hunt? Because typically the first hunt, guys whack an animal early if the weather's good and they get done because they don't have other species. So if you want to add, say, five days to a hunt, you really want to get a big ram, a lot of outfitters say come early. Pay for your extra plane flight because it's no, I mean, if the guy, because a lot of times you can catch a plane that the, the other hunter's flying out on. And so that's a nice advantage. Never come, try and stay later unless it's the last one of the year because it, it screws up the guide and outfitter schedule. So if you're going to, if you want a longer hunt, because most, we always had 10 day hunts, I would tell the guy, pay for the charter flight and come in early because somebody's going to be done. If he has three or four hunters, there's no way that all four hunters in an area that good is going to go the full 10 days. Right. So let's say you said, hey, I want to shoot a bear and a sheep, um, fly in a little bit earlier. So in Asia, same issue. You're dealing with animals that have short hair early, but you have good weather. You want to hunt the rut in November in Asia for Ibex and Marco Polo, you're going to have snow. So if you hate cold weather, don't hunt late. You don't like cold weather hunt early, vice versa. You like to hunt in snow, then hunt late, you know, because you can have more, the later you go, the more logistics issues you have with weather. And so you're more likely to miss flights, more likely to have more days in the tent. So if you don't like sitting in the tent, you don't like cold weather, do not hunt late. Then the earlier hunts are better. So there's not really a cut and dry answer, but generally on the sheep hunts, I prefer the middle hunt. Because we're going to Kotzebue too, which is going to be, we're going north of there, which well, is going to be the last, the last, Set week in September, right. and that's the last. Oh, hunt. you're gonna have you can have some butt pucker weather. 
Yeah, we, I mean, you, 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 you might have. But to they bicycle. should be shedding and close. It, it, when's it? When's it going to be? Uh, uh, the twenty third. Twenty third of what? September. Oh, that's late rut. So they they shed their velvet in late August. So we'll 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 see a and lot. And they'll of be have big white manes. Oh, I can't wait! But big so old white. They'll manes. be rutting for a while. So so second, the, he said the same thing. He said the second one. Listen, first of all, we're in and out. We've got our feet on the ground. We know where we're at. Other thing is, is where we're hunting. Um, and no, I'm not saying I will or won't. But he goes, we, we we've spotted a lot of rams because the guys will kill early. There's always know, guys that see big rams and. And then they'll, they'll, they'll be on rams. They'll have a good idea where rams are at, and that'll be fun. Well, there's two things that can happen. He can go into an area and shoot a ram that he saw in the first hunt that they couldn't get, so then he knows one's there. Or he can he's broke it down. Okay, this area wasn't that good, this area. The thing that you go like the Northwest Territories, the last place I shot my doll sheep, it's so big, they, they don't really hunt the same areas. So the whole idea about not having a good hunt because your second or third is crazy. Because right, they, they hunt this area and this hunt, this area and this hunt. This, they're sp- it's so big. Yeah. yeah, in Alaska, there are some places you're hunting, you're, you're waiting for sheep to come out of a park or come out of the glaciers. And it is, it is Alaska is either some of the best all sheep or it's not as good as Canada. So you have to be more careful. The middle hunt is a nice hunt because it's a happy medium. And again, you have to look at resident hunting pressure. Resident hunting pressure is bad. The first hunter is usually better. Or the last hunt when the animals come down. But the Alaska season is not that long. It's not like British Columbia. British Columbia has a 75-day uh, stone sheep season, right? That's big. Even the Alberta bighorn season is, is 45 days. Well, some of the things that we've also run into are uh, moon, full moon. Not uh, as critical for sheep, but it's definitely more critical when you're hunting yeah. anything that ruts, anything, well, you're, everything ruts at some point, even, well, even, well, we even an old hunt guide's rut. When we hunted sheep in Mexico, though, we did run into a full moon, and it really shut the hunting down. It was because it was so hot. And it was some of the had, hottest weather hot they'd hot ever weather. had. Yep. Yeah, hot weather heat. and full moon because they'll move during the night. And sheep are very much moving at night on a full moon. Even in the mountains, they'll move. If you have no moon and you have a bad overcast, rarely will the sheep be not. They'll be close to where you found them the night before. Well, on the a full funny moon, thing, they can move a lot. The funny thing is, is these sheep in that full moon – um, they were, it was so bad that there was four days that it was, it was like, you walk out at night and it was like, you could, I mean, you can yep. see 200 yards, 300 yards. It was your, super put your spotting scope up and look it, it, it was crazy. Then what happened was that moon went the first night we had no moon. Boom. That morning we had Rams. We saw it the morning we killed my big one. We saw another one comparable to that. Yeah. Good and, one. uh, yep. yeah. And, so, uh, you know, I mean, there's that. Obviously, one of the big, huge things is like on these sheep hunts. If you go the first season, you basically can have a caribou tag. That's about the only other thing you can you can be hunting. I wonder if I get a grizzly tag from that time of year. Well, the problem with the grizzly bear tag now, they're a thousand bucks, so it's a lot of money to spend on the speculation. Now, that's actually we're hunting, Brian. Those are actually technically brown bears, but it's not a one in four area brown bear. It's an every year brown bear. So you're hunting in the Alaska range, and the Alaska range has um, on the on close to the ocean, they're brown bear. On the other side, on the McGrath side, and that where the Yukon River side, they're grizzly. considered grizzlies. Yeah, and they, even your brown bear look like grizzly. So it doesn't. Yeah. They don't look like. Well, our, they're, they're the making brown bears. a different living because yeah. we've seen guys kill them up there, and they, you could they're see it shoot eight and a half or nine footer. Yeah. But it does count as a brown bear. You already have a big brown bear. Yeah. No, but I, but uh, the thing is, a brown bear is I not going to have. It's not a bad time to hunt bears, though. I mean, Alaska people, I mean, you're hunting still probably the 60-second Is latitude. there a bad time to hunt bears? 
In the fall, generally they're going to have you're going to have they're going to have uniform hair. I'm just a bear is going to have uniform hair in August if he's a mature bear. If he's a young bear or super old, he could have a disaster for skin. But if he's like say a seven or an eight year old bear to say a fifteen year old bear, he's probably going to have have good hair, just a little thinner, a little shorter. Yeah, but if you now if you see like boo boo bear, I've seen him terrible hair in August. And old grandpa bear that came out of the hibernation is still kind of like trying to like survive. His hair also won't be very good. Just like that ram we showed the picture of. Remember on how old your bear was? I want to say 19 it years old. It was 19. Was Remember how yeah. old my big bear was? Probably 13. 18. No. Oh, was it, oh, was it 18? Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. it. So they, they were a year so apart. So that's only one year apart. Yeah. But once a bear gets more than They're teens, pretty impressive. So we're specifically talking about we have two giant brown bear in here. Um, and uh, we Giant. killed them. Yeah, they're they're big. They're big. They're they're and they're great mounts and they're good to look at. Oh. And they, they Lily always says they look like a hippopotamus from the so, back with those big. And asses. that's a, that's the same deal on those hunts. We do the same exact thing. Which is the best season? Because yeah, we've done them is all. Is it the first one, the second one? And we went in on the second one, yep. and it had warmed up, and, and the bear were on the deck down. So, like, on that. It was, like, crazy. Yep, because these bears come out of hibernation, and they come down, and they settle their tummy on green grass and the grass shoots and the fiddle ferns yeah. and all that stuff. And oftentimes, the second hunt is a little bit better because you get more green up. But you know, you just you just never you, know. You have what a the better chance in. of rubbing, but a lot of bears actually right. rub in, in in the den. So a bear can come out of the den a total disaster because he rubbed and scratched himself or whatever happened, or maybe he had some. I've heard there's even can be some bugs and, and and rats that'll eat the the bear's hair. I've actually heard stories of mice and stuff actually eating the bear's hair as he's hibernating, and and that's one of the reasons you have I think, the rubs. I think my bear was too mean to even have a mouse around. He was he was not a friendly So if you want fella. perfect skin on a bear, then hunt him in, in, in late September, October, November. It'll be the very best. But I, one of the reasons I I will tell you this. This is an easy plug for rolling bones. Soft pitch, <laughs> boom. Soft toss, here we go. Um, it, it It's why we're in business is to be able to give this advice this access and value and education to the consumer because we got guys like you, Brian, Brad, myself, you know, that have just been to these places up, down, in and out and know, and there are variables in this and, and the outfitter isn't always going to tell you, and I don't want to throw needs to sell hunts. Thank you. Exactly. He needs to sell hunts. But but what's a great hunt for you is not a great hunt for Brad. Well, even, even like say you're archery elk hunting. Okay. You got the month of September. When's the best time to go? Well, the middle, if you hit the 14th, 15th of September, rut's crazy. You also, they're all, they've, they've got a they cowed up. herd of cows, right? They're harder to pull away. You go the first weekend over Labor Day, it's, you got to go because it's Labor Day. You got to, I mean, it, it's the first season. I mean, it's, let's go. It's hot. More people in the woods. But. They're not all cowed up, and a lot of times you can get a herd bull. The bulls are posturing for each other. Yeah, they're easier to maybe call a giant in because of that. Last week, it could be great because you got big bulls that are kicked out because they got worn down. They've got displaced. They're still looking, and the rut's still going. They're calling, so... And if you're going with a guided hunt and he only has one season open, that's, that's the, the best, best one. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that's exactly oh. why using a resource like us, because we might have another option. And if it's not necessarily what you're looking for, because I got to tell you one of the things before I kick the bucket, I want to do, because I was a giant archery hunter growing up in Iowa. It's all I ever wanted to do, you know, um, until my thirties, you know, it was like, I was obsessed with it. Um, and, uh, uh, 
if he wasn't killed with a bullet, wasn't cool, da 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 da, all that crap, right? Yeah, I've outgrown that. But oh yeah, so fun. <laughs> however, however, I like it though a lot. I do want to have one unbelievable <laughs> archery hunt, bulls screaming, passing up raghorns, and you know, second well, year five. Well, the good fives. thing for you is you're just about ready to draw here, and this is an unbelievable hunt. Um, it's it's super fun. There's good elk here. I mean, are you going to shoot a 390? Probably not. 330, 340? But definitely you got a good crack at a 330, 340, and it's just, I mean, they're elk. They're just, it, it's fun hunt, super fun hunt. So that, but, but you should also go, the neat thing about this hunt is it's controlled enough, it's limited enough that it's not just pounded by people. Getting pounded by people and calling people in and, Dodging people that takes some. Well, of the that's fun why out of I wouldn't too. mind going if I had max yeah. points. That's why I was asking a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about um, your your scouting trip. And if you haven't listened to that, you should go back. I don't know what number that was, See, but uh, I um, wouldn't burn. I wouldn't use my max points on an archery hunt. But why? You, but why couldn't I get the tag he got and then go archery hunting? And could, if I don't kill could, a great big bull, you could do I'd that. pay for two hunts. Yeah, you could do that. That'd that be better be than worthwhile. You, you well, you can go you, in a week before rifle season. Hunt yep. with a bow, learn where the big bulls are, give it your best. Yep. And then if you don't have a bull down on opening day, you know where they're at and you pick up the rifle. Yep. And, and then it, you finish the job. And then just go whack one. So, yep. and the reason I p applied for the area I did too, I didn't want to apply for the late season hunt uh, where I'm very migration dependent because I can't, I need right. to plan my fallout. I may need to be guiding um, in Asia in late October or November. And let's say that the migration or whatever doesn't happen until I'm overseas. I just spent 15 years on a, an area that requires a migration, and, and now and I have to be guiding. A, what if there's a late winter and you don't get a migration? Yeah, so for and me, you've, you've spent 15, 16. We have options. 18 years. It's going to be. It won't be long, and it'll be 18, 20, 22 years for max points. Yeah. So I have an area that I can hunt here. If it's this weather, I can hunt here. If it's this weather, and so that I can have a good hunt on opening day, no matter where I'm at. Right. Well, I might have bad weather opening day and not be able but to hunt. That's such a good point. Yeah. So how many years of strategizing do you have into that uh, play? Well, I just have a lot of years of putting in <laughs> for points, and probably not until two or three years ago did I actually even pick out an area. Well, And here's the other thing. Your areas are going to change. My, this is not my area that it was 10 years ago. I've, right, changed, because I've changed multiple times because things change. Herds are fluid. Things change. Yeah. You get fires like we just talked yeah. about. You get... You get you get introduction of grizzlies or wolves into an area that can totally dissipate your wildlife. You know now you look now you go into you have a drought. Now now let's talk because rifle deer. Rifle deer. When's the best time to hunt? Well, if you it depends. You might not even have a rut availability. You might have a water. You know you're dependent on water holes. You know around here, Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, where we hunt all those places every year. You know it's super fun to hunt the rut. Well, it's fun to hunt the rut just because the rut's crazy and it's fun. So you want to hit that. Yeah, but deer in Iowa is a great example because archery is during the rut there. And and so you're only going to use an archery uh, equipment right. for Iowa. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you, you're, you're shotgun and you're, you're stuck. That's why, the, that's why there's so many pure archery hunters right. uh, is because that they have to, if you want, even when I was young, it wasn't, it's been a while now, you couldn't get elk and deer you could get deer tags with landowner but you couldn't get a guaranteed rifle tag in a good area so you had to go archery hunting if you want to hunt every and you year. know another reason you know how much a good arrow cost 12 bucks put a broadhead on it and yeah you can shoot it multiple times but you can shoot that 12 dollar arrow a thousand times brass good brass two bucks a pop some of the good bullets we're using buck a pop 
it's just more expensive to make. Well, the nice you, thing that's about why I would you say young bucks that, with bows. You can't shoot that they're, same they're bullet capacity, a thousand times. You know, yeah, you exactly. Yeah, and, and they should go like rock chuck hunting and things like that, or you go do like like Tim Wells does. He goes and shoots all the birds and stuff. You know, then you're going to go through a lot of arrows. Right. You might go through a couple dozen, but still relatively cheap compared to shooting 2,000 rounds of center Tim fire. Wells is getting a lot of arrows for nothing. <laughs> well, it doesn't cost, but, but guys like that, though, that go, that go to He's a natural-born killer. So, Tim Wells, if you're listening, we, we appreciate you. Kudos and half off, hats off to you. Some of these, uh, these television um, celebrities like Brad was, imposters. Other ones like you, total <laughs> maniac killers. Great job. Couldn't hit the, yeah. couldn't hit the broad side of a barn if oh, you were standing inside of it. I was, Brad, I wasn't talking uh, about you. I was talking about a Brad on another <laughs> show. <laughs> Uh, that's what it was. But what, but what archery uh -oh. hunting does do, it does allow you to have a longer season and dissipate your hunts throughout the year. And that's a whole big reason for hunting, like in northern Canada and hunting sheep, is you do can you hunt them in Do you have a bow, Brian? I actually have three. Of course you I do. have a recurve and two compounds. An Oregon bow, a Hoyt bow, and then a, and a custom bow that was... Uh, when was the last time you shot a bow? So first, second, or third? I Hold shot on. one of my sis <laughs> the sisters, the, the Brandon Rock Canyon, this spring. I, nice. I still have some marks on my arm, I think, from it. First, second, or third season. All depends. Yeah. First, second, or third season. All depends. A lot of times, the middle hunt's a really good one to go on. Yeah. Because it, because the middle hunt on a bear hunt or on a moose hunt can take in the rut part of the rut. If you go the first hunt, you might be premature on the rut. You go the last hunt, you may get it may have been really hot or it may got too cold and the animals shut down or they move out of the area. So in general. If you can pick a middle hunt, it may not be the best every time, but it's going to be more consistent day in and day out. Well, and from my perspective, I have to tell you, and this is going to be a total step outside the circle of not what we're talking about, but a perspective, okay? Um, having been in the booking business now for 10 years and seeing all kinds of outfitters and being in and out of these outfitters, I'm thinking one specifically in Montana that we has an unbelievable lease, but he's got uh, the, the bedside manners and the business of bed ac bug? acumen of uh, um, we're maybe a shit bug. But anyway. Um, a but, turd beetle? Uh, probably. <laughs> but anyway, my, my point to that is this. We've learned a lot about outfitters, too. These are really good and, shot. And, and – <laughs> Shut up, Brad. Yeah, exactly. You're 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 trying to you're distracting me, brother. So um so here here's the reality. Um like that guy, okay, so he's got great leases. Um and and we know our outfitters, we know where we're putting people. And that hunt, first, second, or third, no question, would have been great hunts, all three. Mm -hmm. The problem, because it, because of the leases and, and what's going to show up because of the doe population, where it was in respect to the breaks, the big river draws that were around there, there was always going to be new bucks showing up in right. that. And in, sometimes in that. you don't have to worry about, is that buck going to get shot? Is the good buck going to get shot? That's the reason yeah. you're going first sometimes. Exactly. That's But but there's always other bucks showing up because the buck living on on his alfalfa fields wasn't going to be the same buck um, three weeks later. Correct. And so so there, there's intel you need, and that's, again, that's why these, these blogs are so popular and these forums are so popular. That's why we're even in business, because that intel is important. But I was, I was thinking, um, but that's what you got to know, is the outfitter good enough to manage his property and uh, to create all three of his hunts or all four of his hunts to be good hunts. And I think it, I think that's another viable variable if that's the right way to say that a viable variable um, that you have to take in consideration. Yeah. And there's certain animals like moose, whitetail, 
if you don't have rut hunts and you are wrong, you're 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 kind of pissing the wind sometimes. If you have a high high amount of black timber and forest, so there's certain hunts that they really is high risk. If you go when there's not a, a breeding season, for example, because dull sheep, the biggest risk you have dull sheep is really is the bad weather. And so let's say if you're not a very fit guy and you're scared of the mountain, do not hunt late because you're going to be stumbled around in Brad, snow. Brad, don't go late. Well, yeah, the chance for snow is high. <laughs> it's not even nice. It's just busting on your head. The, the more snow, the, 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 the snow can help you find certain animals, but doll sheep blend in really well <laughs> in the snow. That's not good. <laughs> so, so moose, you would say the best times rut? 100%. Yeah, and if you wait too long, the big bulls won't come off the cows. So, again, early rut on some of these big aggressive animals like moose and elk is better. But you may hunt a few days without rut. You might just be, you know. Or at least if you're, if you're but moose, moose hunting is with also where you can get where up high. Exa- I was just going to say, so, that, that, where so it depends on. But that's still yeah, a small that's a, percentage that's a of variable. moose. There's only a few really great moose areas where you get up high in glass and yes. spot them. Yep. And that usually, inv- in- involves, usually involves um, sometimes an Argo, but more than anything, a horse. I, I say or give us a call one six zero five six four four eight thousand and we can uh, <laughs> like a float hunt right on a float hunt you can you, you can have hunts you can you even whistle no, I can't moose, oh, I can whistle moose are hundred well. yards from the water and you won't call them right yeah no that we've been on those hunts. oh yeah we've been on those hunts yep. and you hear them go go you know if you if you got an animal peak peak rut and he's rutted up with some cows sometimes you have to shot I call it like a shot gobble but like a shock. Moose grunt. Well, you actually have to rake so aggressively they can't help but bark at you. Aaron has like seven different calls that he. I mean, he's like a moose whisperer. So is uh, so is so is Tom. Yeah, but, he's but, a but good. Tom. He's a good caller. Yeah, and Real so Aaron call. and Tom are both really good. Kudos to them. I don't think either one of them listen to this. Those so guys say are two of the want. best callers that I know. Yeah, really good. And together. Um, I had both of them. I, so you say it's two of the best callers you know. That that's a statement. I had both of them calling for well, me and on that, one that bull that bull out there in the reception area that, that so turned cr- paddle. He was screwed. Well, cause, that cause explains how Tom you killed Aaron. him because I mean that, that's like you're the <laughs> Aaron, major you also handicap hunted. on that. You hunted. Oh my God. <laughs> you hunted kind of. Oh, softball. Boom. Home uh, run. You, you hunted pre rut Hey everybody, I just want to let you know Brad Barron's a. <laughs> but you hunted anyway, pre-rut. <laughs> yeah, we did on it, no, that's right. It was pre-rut. And that's you shot the, it before the tenth of September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was early. Um, it was probably right at the ninth or yeah. It was probably close to the eighth, eighth, yeah. ninth. Well, look at that thing. The, the horns aren't even polished properly. It's kind of whitish looking. Yeah, it is white. I it, know. It, that's yeah. why. That's another reason that he could see it because oh it was so like were they glaring. Using a, so like, were they using oh, here? Were they using me. a? Were they using shoot me, John Tyler? Hey, you know using a bull call or cow call? Brad would have had. I would have let Brad shoot that bull. Brad would have been with that morning. But he got sick from me pushing him up the mountain the day before. I, get, I, I lost nine pounds his, due to uh, diarrhea. To, to, shoot his, uh, to shoot his goat that it, he shot 15 times while he was supposed to shoot it once and let me shoot I shot it three times but, because you wouldn't pull the trigger oh fast enough. God. I can only wait so long between I, You know what, Bleep? We need to get that edited and let the <laughs> world see it, okay? I, quite frankly, in, in, in all honesty, I did shoot a little quicker than I realized I is that like the first step admitting you have a problem? I, in all honesty, I might have taken a well, few it, too many drinks did, last it night. It didn't go down on the first oh shot. God. So, I, but what do I wait? Two seconds. One, two. Maybe. Seconds See, bleep <laughs> said maybe. That's <laughs> stretching it. It, it was a little faster follow-up shot than I recalled so in foolish. my memory banks. That's unbelievable. Anyway, 
Yeah, if you, anybody wants to hunt with Brad, give me a call. 605-644-8000. I'll make sure you never get a shot. Um, he, uh, you can go hunt with Brad this fall. So, anyway. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. yeah, that, uh, that's kind of a pretty good synopsis. There's a lot to think about. There a is lot a lot that goes to think into about. it. Uh, weather, uh, tags in your pocket. Um, and here's another one for you that's activity. so inconsistent. Coyotes. Coyotes. People call out here and say, when's the best time to come Yes, calling? please. Okay. And so. Do you want I, dead coyotes or do you want the hair? Here's what I would tell you. The best time to call is the day they're really responding well. <laughs> and. And that, there's so much ambiguity to that statement, right? Because it's like whatever. But there are a couple times a year if you're going to go on, a, if you're going to go on, and you're coming to South Dakota, Wyoming, or Montana, Eastern South Dakota, Eastern Wyoming, no, Western South Dakota, Eastern Wyoming, Eastern Montana. I would say the best time for you to get here is early October, October. because here's why: the pups are just leaving the moms, and they're starting to hunt on their own. And um, and they're re- they're teenagers. So even if the mom's warning barking at them, they're like, nah, yeah, screw you, mom. I'm going in. That's a rabbit. I've heard that before. We're gonna go eat that puppy. And then the only thing they're gonna eat if if you don't shoot them on the run, Brad, because you're you got to get bullets flying in the I air. Know, right? The only thing you're they're gonna eat is your lead. But that's a really good time. And then the, the other good time, in my opinion, if in any good time, because I've had great days. I've had ten dog days. Uh, throughout the season, you know, every month. But the other higher concentrated good uh, times for predator calling would be uh, um, yeah, breeding season, uh, middle of February, that middle February, of February. Yep. Early March. Yep, because the young, the young males are looking and the young females are looking, and there's a territory set and up. it's so fun in February, January. There's a lot of yipping and barking mm. going and, on. Well, How fun is that? A lot of yip. They're very responsive. That's exactly right, Brian. And the other thing is, is because of that, you can always cut the distance. They are going to give themselves up. They cannot. They, they, they just go, ah, okay, I'll answer. And you're like, oh, you're over there. And, uh, and then, then it's a lot like elk hunting. If you can get down and cut the distance, boom. You know, you can get into him, and then you're like, that sucker's even closer now. And then he comes your way, and you put a bullet in him. Yep. So, I, I, you know, that's the only other one I have to say. Those are two good seasons. But, yeah, I think, I think it's a variable all the time. As a guide, what did you like? To, the first hunt, the second hunt, or the last hunt? Well, the last hunt, you got to be careful you have a, if you have a hunting camp that has, like, two and a half months of hunting season. A lot of times your, your guides at the end are getting burned out a little bit. The horses are tired. Uh, getting ready to trail out, you may end up packing and, and trailing some of the horses around to go hunting. So it can be some of the best hunting. But, it, I, again, I recommend a lot of times the middle, not the very last and not the very first. Middle. Generally. Generally, the middle for the sheep. Like stone sheep, people say, oh, I want to be there August 1st. Well, that's great if you got other stuff you want to do and you, you don't have time to do everything. But I would definitely pick mid-August to late August over early August. Well, when for you my sent me hunting. when you sent me in there October, I got to tell you, it was amazing, amazing. It's great, hunt. but you can have some of the weather issues. We, we you did. did. You just didn't have enough time. So the later you go, the worse the weather is. The longer hunt you have to plan on. Yep. You're and gonna have weather I, days. If I you're a guy that's panicked on, on getting back to an important board meeting, do not hunt the last hunt right. in northern BC or the Yukon. There's a good chance you're gonna have delays. Right. Yep. You know what? And and I just didn't. And give don't it do flying hunts. Do a hunt where you can drive out if you're going to be strict on a meeting. 
Yep. I, I, I just didn't have enough days. You're, you're right. And, but otherwise, we would have killed a Ram right then. I mean, because yeah. we saw Rams every day, everywhere. It was, it was a Well, let's say August 1st, you generally lose on a 10-day hunt. On average, you lose one day or one and a half days of weather. On an October 1st hunt, two months later, you're going to lose at least 30 to 40% yeah. of your – because you have shorter days. Now, the nice thing about and – And it could get worse. The nice thing about <laughs> cold days, though, animals are active. You don't have to wait for that hot weather. You know, you know that hot weather, August 1st, you have to sometimes spot those big horns and even the stones early in the morning or if they go in the bush and it's too much heat waves. October, you have shorter days, but you can hunt all day. So that's Well, and sometimes, like early archery, I mean, holy cow, those are long days. You get up, it's a short night. I don't you, like you those days. Down too. I don't like those days where you have to nap half the day because the animals are too hot. They're not doing anything. Yeah. I like hunting animals when I can hunt the entire day, and that's sometimes cooler weather is better for that. For yeah, sure. I, I too hot of weather, really you're going to sit around and nap. You're going to have to get up really early. You're going to yep. be sleep deprived because it's only had two hours or three hours of daylight in Alaska. I mean, of darkness, and the rest is daylight. So you're going to get up early. You're going to have to take naps because you're going to be tired. If you want to hunt first light, even a doll sheep, you try and spot doll sheep at 10, 11 in the morning. It's been light since four in the morning. They're hard to see on those sh- slopes. Everything's shiny. You miss, you're easy to miss. A, a you know what sheep. people don't understand? Because yeah. I'm just thinking of Scott's hunt this fall. He's going to kill a ram. Yeah. We, uh, white targets, you would think, just bark at you. But we set these shooting ranges up. And we're over the course the of the shiny, summer. Not shiny rocks. It's yeah, funny how hard white targets are even with some Now, fluorescent some orange is different. If you painted oh, yeah. sheep fluorescent orange, they'd have a real issue. <laughs> you could take, if you could take a drone around and fly them and do a little spray paint the sides. I go, there he is. Yeah, stone sheep are Take a drone with a bottle of a little thing, a Krylon. Hard locate. And paint all the 10-year-old rams. Yeah, and then go have at her. So... <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you know what? First, second, or third. I think our concluded, concluded conclusion is what? Maybe. Maybe. Your concluded conclusion is? About first, second, or third. Yeah, and your, depends. In your case, I would say it's, it's better in the middle. Yeah, better in the middle. And I would say in my, in, from my perspective, I've had good, uh, good hunts first, second, or third. With the sheep hunts, I've only done the first or the last one in because um, – and uh, so Play I, the odds. I've never done as, it. As Neon Dion would say, both. Both, <laughs> and uh, even in Russia, we were even in Russia. We were the first group in, and uh, well, you're the first. I mean, yeah, they probably yeah. didn't have any other hunters in that yeah, camp no, the next year. I mean, not I the mean, next year, but right behind that. us. Well, there was right behind hunters? us, guys, you knew flew in. They we, they flew in and landed on us. They were supposed to land in a different area, and they couldn't, so they landed right in the camp with us, which the outfitter was not happy. Um, but they got had, out and he had well, to they, deal with Tracy's uh, vomit. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and I don't think outfitters really want to see guys leaving with six giant rams right. like we were leaving right. with. You know, oh, what I'm we saying? know those and six aren't coming off the mountain ex- twice. Exactly. That's that's the moral. And of we're that hunting story. here, and they right. killed those six. So next, y- plus you know, so, that's just more. Footprints of yours that you got to pack. But I will tell you this: all those guys killed great rams. Yeah, they all killed great rams, and so, um, so that was the second hunt. So it's just you know, it's just well, a and the Russians are more that way. Instead of like cherry picking certain areas and and doing one ram here, they'll come in and shoot a whole bunch of stuff up, and then they'll go to another area for four or five years. It's because they know it's there. They don't want it. it's remote. It's hard to go fly around with a super cup and spot stuff. Yeah. They don't have any of the game laws that you do in Alaska where you have to do, you know, you, now you can't even fly after the hunting season starts for yeah. looking for game. And in Canada, you got to wait depending 12 to 48 hours. Um, but so, but yeah, in Russia, they fly around with a helicopter and find stuff and go, but it's expensive, those choppers. So we didn't even scout anything. 
We just flew over and landed. We didn't scout anything either. We just go whack them. Well, you're dealing with a helicopter that's carrying four to five thousand pounds of people and supplies. It's it's vibrating like worse than a Harley. Um, You know they're not very good for scouting and spotting with. What do you have for us, Brian? No, I, you know what? I'm just reading through some notes because I know we're going to get ready to wrap it up. And yep. I appreciate everybody listening today. And, and uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to give us an email. Just go to rollingbones.com. Just that simple, rollingbones.com. And on every one of the pages, nowhere you're at, you can leave us a uh, – Oh, shut up, man. God, who puts a quarter in him? That's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. for my mother. Oh, my God. Don't encourage it, bleep. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? So, anyway, don't ever send us a message that you like that song. It's um, Dr. Hook, by the way. Uh, oh, my God. On the so cover anyway. of the Rolling Bones. <laughs> so, here's honestly, dial it right now, 605-644-8000. I will get you a hunt booked with Brad Dana. And uh, it will change your hunting life forever. And uh, it, and you'll do me a great favor by doing that. It'll be amazing. So anyway, you know what I'm looking for, and I can't find it. Walloon Gaba. Um, I'm looking for that report that on on all of our. Um, oh, right here, right. Um, uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Syracuse, uh, Syracuse, New York. Clovis, California. We'll mention you, California, because you obviously live in a pretty conservative place named Clovis. We appreciate you being Clovis, California, and not crazy L.A., right? Uh, we're all the, you know, anyway. All right. Newark, New Jersey. We got some people listening there. We appreciate it. Muscatine, Iowa. We know them. Hey, let's see. We Hey, Muscatine. Brian, Troy, Hootie, let's see, uh, Doyle, you four, let's see if we can get all of your buddies listening in Muscatine. Erie, Pennsylvania, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. You know, I just wanted to live in a place that had a cool name like that, Broken Bow. Kind of like Spearfish. I like spear, Spearfish. Spearfish is cool. Yeah, Bozeman. It, it used to be cool. Now it's just a bunch of, you know, in, no, I shouldn't say that. There's some good people in Bozeman. We know a few of them. Um, Hannibal, Missouri. Now there's a name. Ooh. Animal Lecter. <laughs> Animal Missouri. Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico. <laughs> Somebody listens to us in Hermosillo, Sonora, Mexico. Hey, give us a rating on how I said the name of that town. I believe it was right. Hermosillo, right? So uh, Campbell River, British Columbia, Dawson Creek, British Columbia, Calgary, Alberta, Grand Prairie, Alberta, Toronto. Big shout out to Canada. We love you. We're glad wow. you're opening in a few days. We're ready to come. Yay. see. We're ready to spend American money and Canadian soil and come uh, support your business. We appreciate you. We appreciate you like crazy. So anyway, be sure to subscribe to us and hunt the world wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever you get your yawns at. Um, no, that was because somebody was yawning. Uh, freaking stay up all night talking to Asia, probably. Um, share, is that where your bride's from? No. Are you going to get no one bride. from there? No bride. Okay. Share your podcast with your hunting buddies. We'd appreciate it. Tell somebody about us. Your, your feedback's our fuel. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. <whistles> terrible. <laughs> Honestly, terrible. <laughs>